Welcome to the Save by Mother Earth podcast. I'm your host, Heather Webster, and this podcast brings together spirituality and connection to nature to better your connection with yourself and with others in the world around you. I am so happy to be here today. Um, one of the, I'm going to be talking about one of my favorite topics of intuition. Um, many of you know that I have um, used intuition to shape where I was going with my business and also to kind of figure out certain steps that I want to take on a personal level outside of my business. I've also used it to help others as they were making decisions and kind of tap into some of the things that they might be looking for answers around. Um, So I am so excited to be here today to talk about intuition and to talk a little bit about how can you tap into intuition. I will also be incorporating in some stories about things that have happened to me and to give you a better understanding of where you might see some of these symbols or these signals that might come for you. So again, let's just dive right in to the topic of intuition. So what is intuition? Let's start there because we can't really talk about something unless we really know what it is. Um, So the Webster definition of intuition is the power or faculty of attaining to direct knowledge or cognitive without evident rational thought or inference or quick and ready insight which I love the second definition, it's just quick, and it's just a quick, easy um, definition, but really they kind of mean the same thing in that your intuition is something that comes to you in a moment when you are not really trying to figure something out. You're just thinking about, like you're kind of in the present moment, you've taken out like, okay, let me make this pros and cons list, things like that, where you're really just saying, okay, Let me see if I can tap into something bigger than me or something within me. And so you're taking out that rational thought. You're taking out what might be coming towards you that would be, well, the obvious thing to do. And you're stepping back and saying, what's the right thing to do? What, where should I be going? Or what is this message trying to tell me? Or what is this thing that keeps coming to me mean? Such as if you see the same number coming up over and over and over again, what does that mean to you? Or you might see a picture or you might dream a dream that keeps coming to you on a regular basis. What does that mean? Maybe there's an animal that crosses your path pretty regularly. Is that something that's trying to tap in? Or is that something that's um, that you want to pay attention to that you want to kind of get more insight around. So there are people you can go to for um, insight. I I have people that come to me where I do oracle card readings for them. But I also love to teach intuition because everybody has the capability of tapping in your intuition. And what happens oftentimes when people have this idea around intuition is what happens is They might have gotten symbols or signals or signs, however you want to look at it, early on when they were younger. And if you don't listen to them, after a while, your body just says, I'm done. I'm not going to send them to you. But you can re-tap in. 
it's similar to, right? So like say you were talking to somebody and they were ignoring you and ignoring you and ignoring you and you just weren't like being heard. You would stop talking. You, we sometimes see that with kids where if you're ignoring a child for a while, after a while they'll either, they'll just stop coming around again and asking for help. Or the opposite happens where, so the intuition can, two things can happen. If you're not listening, it'll just stop talk, kind of sending you, or they're still there, you're just not seeing them or paying attention to them. Or the opposite happens where it's like that toddler that keeps coming to you, mom, mom, mom. And then after a while, they start acting up and having behaviors. And that's what your intuition can do too. If, if there's something you're really supposed to pay attention to, and it's not something small, after a while, it's going to like kind of slap you in the face. And sometimes this happens where you're in a job where you don't love. And at first it just might be like, oh, you don't like that one coworker. And then you're like, okay, that you're not listening to that as a like, kind of a sign that's not the right place. So then you might start like not liking the job itself. And then the boss might start to be kind of annoyance or they might start giving you a hard time. And then after a while, you might start to hate your job. That could be a sign saying, this is not the job for you. This is not your direction you're supposed to be on. This is not where your purpose or your passion is. And the same thing happens, right? So there's all these things that kind of happen to people. And if you pick up on the signal, oftentimes it'll direct you on the right path. But if you don't, it will keep telling you that's the wrong path for you. But also knowing that If you take that wrong path, you might learn something that then has to take you on the right path that will help you get to the right path. So there's been times in my past where I might not have enjoyed my job I was working in and there were signals that I was supposed to leave, but I left, it was time for me to leave. I had received a lot of knowledge, downloads about that time when I was supposed to be there and what I was supposed to learn. And then it was time for me to go. So knowing that there are ways around like kind of you're in this job, but there might be a reason you're there still. So why do you want to tap into your intuition? There's a couple reasons you want to tap into your intuition, right? So like you may be trying to make a big decision and you want some kind of answers of like, what should that decision be? And what should you like kind of like... The rational side would be like, I'm going to make a pro-con list. Looking at your intuition, you might step back, go into a meditation or kind of go to a reader or get some more information to tap in to what is the right decision. Oftentimes, you know what the right decision is, but you need, sometimes you might need a little bit more of a push to say, yes, this is the right decision. When you know that that's the right decision, that's your intuition speaking. So if you're in like a position or in a relationship where you know it's not a relationship you're going to stay in, that's your intuition talking. Now, if there's things happening in that relationship that are not safe and things like that, your rational brain might say, I should get out of this because this is in a safe spot. Your intuition is saying, yes, you're right, get out. 
um, and is sending you more and more signals. The other reason tapping your intuition is great is it is a great confidence boost. When you tap into your intuition, you are much more connected to yourself. You feel more connected to who you are and who you're supposed to be. And so you feel confident in your body. You feel confident in your space because you're listening to your true self. And another reason you could tap into intuition is to reach goals that you might be trying to reach, right? So really thinking about, okay, how am I going to reach this goal? I tried A, B, and C. That didn't work. Let me try this. Again, it goes back to decision making, but it helps you know that you're on the right path to reach that goal that you want. It helps you also figure out what is that goal that you want to reach, Oftentimes we might think about like, okay, this is where I think I'm supposed to go. And again, I use that word supposed to very uh, freely or openly because supposed to is really kind of a, a term that our society puts out there. It's supposed to puts meaning on it. It also is a very negative word. So when I do that, I'm also doing like air quotes of what you're supposed to do versus like, this is what's right for my path. And this is where I should be going. So when you're thinking about intuition, have you ever felt that push one way or another? Maybe you felt it in your gut, right? Where you feel like that gut feeling. We heard a lot about this during um, the 9-11s where people were like, I just had this gut feeling I wasn't supposed to get on the plane. Or I just had this feeling like I shouldn't go to work that day. Another way intuition might work, this whole idea of things coming at you to kind of say like, this isn't the right thing. There are people that missed the flight or there might be this thing where, oh, I forgot something and I have to go back and get it. So there's a lot around those gut feelings. There, You might have a gut feeling about a job that you're about to take. And it might be one of those things where like, wait, am I really supposed to take this? I did feel that gut feeling um, before one of the jobs I did take. It ended up not being the best position for me, but I ignored that gut feeling because I needed the job. It happened that there were some things that I learned from that job that were very helpful. I met some amazing people through that job. Um, so there were great outcomes that came out of it, but there was this gut feeling I wasn't doing something right. Gut feelings can also be super positive where you feel like butterflies or you feel like something is just, you know, it's the right thing. And that came about where it doesn't feel like it's as much in your gut. It almost feels like it's like kind of around your heart area, your heart chakra. Um, and so this kind of happened to me when I was like, all of a sudden, I was like, I'm going to do a podcast. And now I've been listening to podcasts for years, oftentimes coming into work and sharing about something I learned that day. And so when I finally decided to do this, I was like, yes, this is what I'm supposed to do. This is my gut feeling about this. Or I can feel this in my heart chakra that this is what I'm supposed to do. And so those are some reasons to tap in, but also some of the things that you might feel as you're trying to tap in. To your intuition. So one thing that sometimes I get asked is what's the difference between a gut feeling and fear, right? So well, how do you really know the difference? So say you want to go skydiving, 
which I never want to do, but I'll put that out there for others that really do want to do it. And I know plenty of my friends that have done it and thought it was the most amazing thing. Now, when they've gone to go do it, there was fear about, okay, I'm jumping out of an airplane. But there wasn't that gut feeling of like something horrible is going to happen. It was more of this feeling of, I am excited to do this, but I also have a little bit of fear of like, okay, is this going to work? Right? And so there's a big difference in the way you feel when you have a gut feeling of like, oh, I'm not supposed to do this versus fear, which when you have fear about something that you're excited about, that can be pretty natural to feel this idea of excitement, but also this feeling of like, oh yeah, I'm about to jump out of an airplane. Or I'm on the edge, I just hiked up this huge mountain and I want to get this picture, but I'm really close to the edge and I'm a little scared, right? There's some times where I might hike up a mountain, I feel a little bit dizzy at the top of the mountain if I didn't drink enough water. And that's when the gut feeling comes in where I'm like, don't go to the edge, that's just silly. I don't typically go too close to the edge anyway, I see many people that do. Um, But most of the time there's a fear We're like, I'm excited to do it, but I also don't want to. It doesn't mean to not listen to that fear, but really when it comes in, whenever you have a feeling in your gut where you're like, okay, it could be fear or it could be my intuition, really separating that out and saying, okay, which one is it? Am I really feeling like something bad is going to happen or I'm just scared of this potential that could be make me feel a little uneasy. So I hope that helps of like this idea of gut feeling versus fear. I think anybody who's experienced the gut feeling piece and fear can really differentiate those two. Because the fear, there's a little bit of like, oh, I can't wait to do this. There's excitement about it. Where the gut feeling is like, I really think I'm not supposed to be doing this. And so kind of looking at it that way. So the other thing that sometimes I get asked is, how do you know what's a signal or not? How do I know what to look for? And how do you kind of say like, oh yeah, this is how I get my signals. People get signals and intuition coming to them in different ways. So sometimes you might get kind of like an auditory, you're hearing something coming to you and it's almost like usually it comes in your own voice but it's kind of some a message of some sort it might over time as you're tapping into your new intuition you might start to differentiate the the sound or the voice that's coming into you but a lot of times when i'm doing intuition work where i'm reading oracle cards for people i'm getting messages to me in my own voice about something i'm supposed to share with somebody else So it could come in in an auditory fashion. The other thing is you might see visions of things. Um, Maybe you're doing a meditation and uh, something comes across in that vision of your meditation. Auditory, a lot of times as well during meditations, um, but sometimes people get visions um, as they're in there. The other thing are objects. And I'm going to give you kind of an example of an object or or an animal in this case um, in a book. So my dad passed away about 10 years ago and 
I was out of work for a few days. And when I returned back to, I was a um, toddler teacher at that time, um, some two, two to three year olds. And when I returned back to work that day, a couple different things happened that let me know that he was around still. The first thing that happened was every day, right? In my classrooms, no matter what, every day the kids go outside unless there's a warning about freezing temperatures and we would always go outside. And so when that happened on this day, something different happened that I had never seen happen at this school before. So here we are getting ready to go outside. I line the kids up. Um, My assistant teacher and I get ready. We take the kids outside. And now this is a day in February. So we're all like, it's pretty cold out. Um, And so we all bundle up and we get outside. As we're all funneling outside, a hawk comes and lands on the rooftop of the school. Now, in my family, we have always had an infinity uh, to hawks. Um, and anytime we saw them, we always felt connected to them. Um, owls as well. We had a lot of owls and hawks in my yard growing up. Um, but I had never really seen a hawk in this area. It's, it's in a busy area. That's not a lot of woods around the area. There's a few, but not right where the, this building is. So it lands on the rooftop and it's facing the playground. Um, So where it was landed, it could have been facing either direction, but it was pretty much facing the playground. And so we're, we're outside playing for at least 30 to 45 minutes. And now, as you know, toddlers are not quiet. And when you take a classroom of 12 plus the other toddlers and infants that were outside, there were probably a good 30 people at least outside on the playground playing. This is a good sized playground. The hawks stayed there the whole time just watching. When I call to have the kids line up, we line up at our door, I open the door and the hawk flies away. Now there's no question to me that either that kind of was my dad's spirit or it was, um, or the hawk was sent to kind of be there to remind me that he was still there with me. Now later that day, around lunchtime, I went down to the, um, lunch break room or the break room and there was a box of books that somebody had donated that day that we could go through and if we wanted them for the classroom we could put them for the classroom but really it was about it was four teachers who just wanted to kind of have some books to take home with them to add to their collection and as I was going through one of those books those as I was going through the box of books I came across this one book and instantly I was like, this is, this is, this book's for me. There's no question this book's for me. Um, so back in probably when I was like nine years old, we took a cross country trip by train. Um, my dad loved trains and anytime we went on any kind of vacation, there was usually some kind of connection to visiting an old steam yard or, riding a steam train or going and finding somebody that he could trade memorabilia with or buy from or just to see their collection. So one of the stops um, on this trip cross country was uh, Durango 
Colorado, or at least we drove to Durango, Colorado, because I think that's not where we kind of came into by train. And we took the Durango to Silverton steam train. So here, fast forward to that day that my, I came back to work, and in that box of books was a book all about that ride. And there's no question that that was kind of a symbol of what was um, me going back to work after my dad had passed away. And it was no question to me that there was a reason that happened on that day and why that book was there. So I share that with you because when we're talking about kind of how signals or signs come in, they can come in again as objects or animals or things that kind of stick out to you. The other way that a lot of people, I think, first get kind of accustomed to their intuition is through dreams. And so oftentimes people like to try to figure out what their dreams mean, right? So they have a dream and it seems a little bit different, or they might go through a period of time where they have a lot of dreams coming in. And so they want to kind of process that. And what does that mean? So that is another way where intuition can come through, that you might start to see some um, signs or symbols or signals um, about what your next steps might be. Now, dreams can sometimes be hard to interpret, and so you really kind of want to pull it apart or just journal it down and start to kind of process on it. You might not be able to tell right away what that dream means. Um, I know oftentimes I have some crazy dreams some nights and I just write them down and figure I will process them as time goes on. So that's something you can do as well as you're trying to figure out what your dream might mean. As dreams come in, you want to kind of maybe um, not put too much pressure on what they mean at that moment. So I want to share three different ways you can tap in. Um, Some of them I've already mentioned to you a little bit. Um, So the first one is meditation and journaling. When you're doing meditation, you really want to kind of get in a space where you feel you can be present. It doesn't mean you have to sit cross-legged in a really quiet room and not really do anything and sit there and be like, why am I not being able to be present? That is one way. And it is a phenomenal way to meditate. And there are days where I feel like I can be super present that way. I might try it in one room. And if I can't get to a space where I feel good, I might move to another room. It doesn't mean you have to be in a space that is designed for meditation. You could create a quiet, cozy spot in the corner of your room which I do have in my house to meditate, or you can find another space. My favorite spot to meditate, as you probably have figured out already, you could probably guess what it's going to be, but is out in nature. And so I often do something called the sit spot, or um, I might close my eyes. If I'm doing a sit spot, my eyes are usually open. The other way that I sometimes do meditation is through walking meditation. I find insight or my intuition kind of comes to me when I'm moving. It sometimes comes to me when I was in the car. Uh, Actually, this podcast idea came to me. I was driving um, back from a store, and I was just kind of like 
listening. I was listening to another podcast and it ended and I was sitting there, dogs were in the back and I was just kind of thinking about kind of my driving. And then I was like, oh, I should do a whole podcast on intuition and how to help support others in getting and tapping in. And so those kind of things, when you're doing something, sometimes that's when those messages come in. And so really listen to those messages when they're coming in, when you're truly present in that moment, really listening to them. An example of this, so I was doing a walking meditation one day. And when you're doing a walking meditation, you want to really step it down. You're not trying to get to that mountaintop. You're trying to go as slow as you can and really taking in everything around you with all of your senses. I decided for this one walking meditation, I was going to go barefoot. I think it was back in November. So it was November of last year. So it was pretty cold. But I was like, you know what? I'm taking my shoes off. I'm going to do this part of my walking meditation barefoot. And as I was walking, my feet were fine for a while. And then all of a sudden I was like, wow, things are hurting. Why is it hurting when I'm stepping on these areas while I'm hiking or walking? What's changed from the moment before that when I was walking and it was fine? So as I was walking, I was thinking about it and I realized I was looking down and I was concentrating on every step I took. But I had to because my feet kind of hurt and I was like, I don't want to step on any rocks. Um, And so I was trying to be really, really careful of where I stepped And as I was thinking about the fact that like, oh, I have to be really careful where I step, I heard like a creature that I hadn't heard before kind of make a noise up in the tree. And I looked up and in my head, I heard the voice, keep looking up, stop looking down, have the confidence that you're going to be fine. Now, This is a message for me as I was walking of like, you're concentrating so much it hurts, right? You're creating the pain or thinking the pain is going to be there. And so it's there. Once I started looking up and just started walking with confidence that it would be okay, the pain disappeared. But I also realized this wasn't just a symbol or signal or sign or whatever for right in that moment. It was about my life. Stop looking down, look up and have confidence in what you do and go forward, right? That message was so different than, oh, you know what? Just be careful where you're stepping. It was like, this is for your life. During that day, I did a walking, that was a walking meditation with sit spots. It was for my mindful outdoor guide certification. I was out there for six hours and I think I walked maybe a couple miles because the idea wasn't about getting somewhere. It was about being present and really experiencing everything. And when I was doing that, the messages kept coming and coming and coming. So I made sure I also had a journal on me. So every time a message came, I kind of filed it away and 
within like every 15 minutes or so, I was stopping and doing a sit spot or sit and journal what you were just came to you. And so much came to me during that time that really shed light on where things were going and what I was supposed to do. Because I was at a point where I was like, what's next? What am I really supposed to do um, figuring out the next steps for myself? The other thing you can do around meditation is really visualize your outcome of what you want or visualize the question you want answered. So when I say visualize the outcome, visualize what you want to have answered or come to you during the meditation. So before you start the meditation, you can journal, what is it that you want answered? Or what do you want to come to you? And during the meditation, as you practice meditation more and more, you'll start to be able to get some of these answers coming to you or these visions of things coming to you. It might take time at first. And so if you need support around that, feel free to reach out to me or anybody else who's really good at like teaching, tapping into your intuition to help you kind of get there on your journey. You're not going to say today, I'm going to decide to meditate and I'm going to get all the answers today. It doesn't really work that way because you have to figure out how to tap in. You might be getting messages already, but your mind is going so quickly that it's harder to tap in. Another thing that's really helpful to do before you meditate is if your mind is going crazy, number one is journaling and get some of that crazy out on paper. The other thing that can be helpful for getting into a meditation state in a more relaxed state, if your mind is kind of running around a lot, is going out and exercising prior to. So sometimes you can be more relaxed once you've kind of gotten those sillies out, right? Once you've started running around and kind of do that. The other thing sometimes people do is they might go to a card reading or you might do your own card reading. So I use mostly Oracle cards. I do have tarot cards as well, but feel more drawn to Oracle. And so one of the things that I do regularly is do oral card readings for people. And sometimes I do a past, present, or future spread, or I might just pull a card. You might be on uh, my Facebook group and see that every Friday I do an Oracle collective card pull and kind of describe that. Um, But I also do other card readings. And one of the things that I do to help support my listeners or my followers is I do have a membership where I do card reading and I will help teach you how to tap into your intuition by looking at a card and asking you to kind of see what you see to help do your own reading um, and kind of tap into that. I'll do a reading for you as well, but I like my biggest goal is to pass on the possibility for you to tap into your own intuition because you're going to be able to tap in much better than anybody else but you have to be kind of practicing it to kind of make it happen so that's something I can help support you with or you could just go out and get a deck of cards and start looking at the pictures and seeing what you pull out and seeing if you can get some meaning from it One of the things I do when I do Oracle card readings is I never really read the book because it's really about tapping into what message you think you're going to get from that card 
um, or information I'm picking up from spirit or from other um, kind of beings out there that are helping me read the card and helping you read the card for yourself versus what somebody might write based on their own intuition for that card. The third thing you can do that can be super helpful when it comes to tapping into your intuition is saying yes. And when I say say yes, if you get an idea of something you want to do and you know it's something you can do, it's not dangerous. It's just kind of like, maybe I'm not going to do that. Say yes to it. Make that decision to get up off the couch. When you're thinking about, should I go for a walk or exercise? Say yes to it. Should I take a right instead of a left? Sure. So like really paying attention. Maybe you go out for a ride in your car and you're like, I'm just going to go for a joy ride today. Now we all have GPS, so we know we can get back. Um, But really following, okay, which way am I going to turn? Okay, I'll turn right. I'll turn left here. I'll turn left again, right? So really tapping into saying yes to that idea. If something comes up to you and you're like, I should do this, do it. Don't just stay on the couch. And I say that for your own health and well-being. And sometimes I have to admit, I have to take my own advice when I know I should be doing the dishes and I know I should be just going and doing it. And I put it off and then the next day I regret it. So really listen to those that intuition of what is it that it's telling me to do now? Because every time you say yes to your intuition, you're going to tap in deeper and you're going to get more stronger messages that you'll be able to understand and follow. Sometimes when you're just tapping in, your intuition or that kind of person in your head might be talking a little bit louder and make it more obvious for you. So like a perfect example of this was um, I was thinking about okay, it's time for me to do this podcast, right? And I was like, okay, I'm going to do it. That day, something came across my feed. Again, I hadn't said it to anybody, so we know sometimes people are listening. People think people are listening, and that's when it comes up. It, uh, it was a podcast boot camp. And it just so happened that boot camp was happening while I was on vacation. So I was able to go to every live call or almost every live call that happened when I was typically usually at work. And there's certain things that just kind of came out and I was just like, okay, this is the time and this is when I'm supposed to do it. And it was so obvious. Or I might like hear something for another person and I say it to that person and they instantly know what it means. Or it might be something less obvious that might not be happening yet or might not, it might be coming or it might be something they have to tap into more to understand it. So really kind of looking at that but saying yes to in taking decision, making decisions can really help with that. Now to really tap in, you need to make sure you're taking care of yourself. And sometimes your intuition's there to help you take care of yourself. Should I go for a walk? Always say yes, if you can, um, because your intuition's like, come on, your body needs it. So again, I'm not always so great at this. And I'm like, oh, but I just want to sit here and watch this movie. Um, but knowing that that's what your body is asking for. The other thing to kind of think of is to really tap in, you need to get good sleep. 
And when I say good sleep, you want a good seven or eight hours per night if possible. Because when you're tired, it's harder to hear the messages because there's so much other stuff going on in your head. Meditate regularly so you kind of get into a pattern and you get to practice and kind of get into it and start to see how things might connect. As you know, I'm always going to say, get outside, get outside, get outside and connect with Mother Nature um, and really get the messages that are out there for you. Also, um, when it comes to uh, music, can be super helpful for kind of tapping in. Um, movement, things like that can really help you tap in. Put the screen away because oftentimes we won't hear those or get those messages if we're staring at a screen and it's also not helpful for you. The other thing is eat mindfully, really eating from the earth, making sure that what you're eating is healthy and is going to help you have a nice clear mind. If you're eating a lot of processed foods, your body is going to feel kind of tired and lack of energy and lack of health and that's going to impact your tapping in. And I would really suggest getting into a journal practice. When you're meditating, right before you meditate or right after, tapping in by writing in your journal. So kind of pick some ideas of things you might want to work on and keep it simple in the beginning um, and really start kind of tapping in. If you want more support, feel free to reach out to me. I'm happy to help. If you have questions, make sure you DM me in Instagram or on Facebook and I can help get those um, questions answered. I will put my Instagram handle and my Facebook group name. Plus I'll leave you my website in the notes for this podcast. And if you have any questions, feel free to reach out. And I look forward to hearing if you thought this was really helpful and you really enjoyed this episode, please share with others and uh, like and subscribe if you haven't yet. I hope you have a great rest of your day. And as always, I am coming to you with great love and compassion and keep up the great work. Keep loving yourself for who you are and keep that judgment as far away as possible. Take care.